Welcome to The Reality Revolution. I'm your host, Brian Scott. Today, I wanted to focus on domination and the dominant mind. I was recently inspired by a quote I read from Dr. Robert H. Bitzer, who was an amazing new thought leader. The question I want to ask you, and I want you to really consider this and think about it. It's good to at least bring this into your consciousness. How do you handle domination? How are you being dominated? That is the question. I know that this question may make you bristle because your instant reaction is nothing dominates me. I am free. I am independent. No one has control over me at all. You may not realize it, but nevertheless, you are dominated. Perhaps by people, perhaps by things, perhaps by thoughts. Life is choice. You always choose the level on which you function and are subject to beliefs that dominate that level. Now we all know when we accept and believe that subconscious mind, which is the mind that we're not conscious of during the day, that that part of the subconscious delves into our consciousness is always directing us, guiding us, giving us ideas that the guidance that we choose things for. And so we know that we have this deeper mind, this subconscious mind that sees things and allows ourselves to be influenced by the events going around us. But that deeper mind that knows the truth, it doesn't always follow the truth that we know. Because our conscious mind will choose something so very different than what it is that we know is the truth. So we must understand right where we are that we are dealing with with that consciousness, that consciousness, when the consciousness is made up of our choices, not only the actions that we take, the choices that we make in our conscious mind, but also the choices we make in our deeper mind. Do not depend upon a person, place, or thing. What you depend on will dominate you because your belief gives it that power. The craft materialist is dominated by things material. Possessions have a dominating hold on him because he operates from a material point of view. They possess him. There are numerous other examples of people being dominated by things. For instance, we've all known someone who has a beautiful house. A person plus everything is that it's they're all into this house. They buy only the best furniture, the best carpeting, the very best of everything for their house. They are so extremely careful with their possessions that people feel very uncomfortable in their home. They would rather not visit them, and they in turn are so worried the visitors will break something, track up the carpets, or spill something that they would prefer not entertaining people in their house. So they fall into the syndrome of having a few friends and not being asked anywhere by anyone. Their house and possessions become a dominating force and separating them from others. What is a home anyhow? 
Om is a house that exudes that consciousness of joyous living. Without love and happiness in people, a house becomes a structure composed of different materials, nothing more. The materialist does not have the consciousness of being superior to all material possessions, and the person is really left with the house, the structure, and the things inside it, and nothing more. So many things in our lives dominate, so many people allow things to dominate them, so don't let your clothes wear you is another example of this. A person who is dominated by clothes, the bondage to things must be broken. Some people develop a compulsion to buy clothes. At the slightest pretext, they would, if possible, wear something different every time they left the house. They become so overpowered and impressed by their clothes that the real person submerged underneath, they become unhappy, mannequins, wondering why. Why they're not invited more places or they have more friends or not happier along the same line. Some people are in bondage to their best clothes. They don't wear them because they want them to always look as if they are new. They should realize that styles fade and by the time they wear these clothes several times they are out of style anyway. This is domination of things. Things should be used by us. Our very best clothes should be worn and enjoyed and replaced with new ones when we so desire. We should not have to have a suit fall apart before we can get a new one. Our thought must dominate our environment and cause things to be used as we want them to be used. Because we live only in consciousness. We live only in consciousness. I want to keep repeating that. We live only in consciousness. So as we go through these words... Let's remind ourselves we live only in consciousness. We are not our home and we are not our clothes. We are something much more important than either of these. There are countless examples of being dominated by material things. So many examples that most of us have been guilty of this type of domination at one time or another in our lives. Perhaps many remember the old family parlor that was too good to be used except for important visitors or weddings or for corpses to lie in state. Every room in one's house should be used and enjoyed fully. Remember how people use the best seat covers to protect the floor mats and protect the carpeting when they brought new cars. The entire life of the car which they enjoyed was sitting on seat covers and floor mats in order that the car could be sold to people who would take off the seat covers and floor mats and enjoy the upholstery and the rug. This is domination. You should enjoy everything about your possessions, not save them for someone else. Use all that you have. For instance, many times students will not underline key parts of a text in order to have a better resale value. And so therefore they're dominated by this instead of getting as much out of the study as they should. Use your textbook. Make them work for you instead of you working for them. Some people never use their silverware or good china. These material possessions dominate them. So they protect the silver and the dishes. A person who is conscious of this divine reality knows that nothing in this world is too good for them to use and enjoy. You are appreciated and you are loved and you believe that you are. Say it. 
I am appreciated and I am loved. Believe that about yourself. Sometimes people are dominated by belief in being unappreciated. No matter what happens, they always turn it around so they are placed in an unfavorable life. For instance, if someone should happen to give them a gift, they would look for an ulterior motive. A person that believes in his or her insufficiency will be dominated by that belief. And the belief that dominates them is able to produce experiences to justify itself. There is a person who relies upon alcohol or drugs for their escape from reality or their lack of courage. All of these things are things that dominate many of us. We all have different levels of unfoldment. If the above-mentioned examples fit you or someone you know, you must realize that that is the level of awareness where you are and each one of us functions at the level where we are right now. However, anyone can change his or her level. The purpose of life is growth through understanding and there should be a constant evolving. You outgrow things because you come into a new awareness, a new consciousness of who you really are. Perhaps at one time you could identify every make of automobile and every detail about each model, including all specifics and costs, everything. Or perhaps you knew all the songs in the top 10 on Apple Music. What performer recorded them and on what record company they recorded? How many of today's top 10 could you name? How many makes of cars do you know? New interest brings new aliveness. New interests bring new aliveness. As you progress in life, your interest changes. The thoughts that dominate you yesterday no longer have appeal to you now. You rise above the former interests, they become obsolete. While the goal of life is for mankind to attain self-realization, this does not make everything in his or her outward experience unimportant. As we evolve, the level of our material world should rise with the new consciousness. In a recent episode, I was reading some Thomas Troward, and he defines the attributes of awakening spirit, including beauty and joy. The attributes of originating spirit, that originated spirit, is that thing we called God for lack of a better word. He includes beauty and joy because we project what we are as our environment since our outer world is a reflection of our thoughts. It will correspond to our thinking. Beautiful people live in a beautiful world. Freedom of consciousness establishes freedom in relationships. It would only seem right if the awakened individual surrounds themselves with as much beauty and joy as possible. The environment dominates an individual only when they give the creative cause of things and conditions. To be well-groomed does not mean that a person is vain or that they are dominated by their environment. However, it could be used as a form of domination. Perhaps many people who try to see how carelessly they can dress actually are subconsciously dominated by clothes. This apathetic attitude could be a protest in their mind against a belief in being dominated by traditional society. Sometimes they don't care about how they dress. This on the other end shows a domination by a belief 
in insecurity. They want to hide in their shabbiness. They want people to like them for themselves. They'll say and not for the way in which they dress or the way in which they act. This immaturity is based on feeling insecure. This is ineffectual for we know in this philosophy, we know that everything that is revealed in the outer world conforms to the inner world. In other words, as within, so without. As a man thinketh, so is he. Dirt and disorder in our appearance or in our homes is only the outpicturing of states of mind. The individual that recognizes their oneness with the one created spirit and knows that they are in a creative center of consciousness would permit nothing in their environment that would be offensive. Beauty would be inevitable. So think about those things that Troward tells us beauty and joy are parts of the originating spirit. And so we must see more beauty and feel more joy. These are the gifts of the spirit. The gift of seeing things that are beautiful, feeling beautiful. That doesn't mean based on Vogue magazine beauty or Gentleman's Quarterly but based on the feeling of being beautiful, of feeling the beauty within our own soul, of who we are, what we're about, feeling the joy of being alive. Those are the things we want to focus on. Compulsive self-depreciation. This is one of the key things that harm so many of us. And so many people are not conscious of it. Self-depreciation dominates It is the same concept that you'll see with people that are overweight. A person who feels insecure or unsure of themselves also wants people to love them for what they are, and so they affirm. If they do not secure the affection and love of people, they can blame it on the extra pounds. They're not dominated by the thought of being overweight they're dominated by the thought of insecurity it is easy to drop weight when a person understands this they should build up an awareness of self-esteem they should change this immature concept of themselves when they come into the full realization they reverse this attitude toward people instead of craving their affection and adulation which takes the form of an insatiable appetite or compulsive eating They recognize they must express themselves that what you are conscious of being must be released by you into your environment. Instead of self-adulation, you respect others and appreciate others. You learn to give affection, to give love, to be considerate of other people. The tendency to be self-centered is completely reversed. They release as much of their power as they can That's not amazing. So the key I'm trying to get at is that your beliefs, not people, dominate you. It is your beliefs. Because in addition to being dominated by things, some people are dominated by other people. Do you discuss the habits of people? Do you wonder why they act the way they do? You talk about the way certain people dress, why people gossip the way they do. 
All this is thinking in terms of people. One possesses a poverty of the intellect if they have to spend their time discussing personality. We gossip about people in our world because in our feelings of inadequacy, the gossip makes us feel superior. This is a sad reflection. It simply means that we are not secure in the knowledge of who we really are. This too is an instance of immaturity. So learn to govern yourself. So there's an important question I want you to ask yourself. What is it in your thinking or acting that causes or permits domination? Does it seem to fulfill a need in your life? Do you feel that you need someone on whom to lean on? You? And why do you feel this way? These are questions we must ask ourselves to go into our mind and ask for something. Why do I do this? Why do I think this? Why do I believe that? Ask the question to ourselves, to our deeper mind. Get in the stillness and ask the question to your deeper mind. If you feel dominated by something, if you're feeling that you're just not feeling the joy of life, that means there's something that's dominating your mind. It's dominating your spirit. So we must find out what it is. Correct it. Keep out of other people's arguments. Perhaps you've found yourself caught up in personal relationships. A couple decide to get a divorce. Some of their acquaintances probably remarked they should not have gotten married in the first place. Some couples who separate two weeks later, they're back together. And on the other hand, they may separate again and even possibly obtain a divorce. This pattern of instability is the result of each one being dominated by their personal ideas. Each one reacts with fire to the personality of the other. The fur may fly because they are operating purely from the personal level. Don't let yourself become involved. Advice should be given only when it is solicited. Otherwise, we find that we put ourselves on a pedestal as a paragon of all wisdom. Which means we're merely being dominated by others' problems and interests. We should never advise a person to get a divorce, nor to stay married. Likewise, we do not advise a person to, to get married or to stay single. Along the same lines, you see two friends quarrel. They disagree and really have a go at each other. They may tear each other limb from limb. But shortly afterwards, they will again be friends. If nothing disagreeable had taken place. People don't stay angry long. They get over it. People get their feelings hurt. And the more personal they are, the more apt they are to get hurt. When you give each person their complete freedom, you function at a level where everyone can be harmonious and where understanding can be perfect. Work in the realm of thought and ideas and leave others free to make up their own minds. In this way, your being dominated by other people will cease. Don't try to dictate subconsciously. You must recognize a great problem in life, maybe an inner desire to dominate others. Let's say it again. You must recognize a great problem in life. Maybe an inner desire to dominate others. This is not always overt domination. Many times it is very subtle. 
a grave peril in life is just an innate desire to dominate others. We falsely assume our unsolicited criticism is for another person's benefit. We will not readily admit that unconsciously we are trying to ruin or run somebody. We're trying to run someone else's life. Wherever your thought goes out and tries to consciously or unconsciously dictate someone else's life, you have to recognize that you're thinking in a certain fashion of dominating someone else. Perhaps you've said, there's someone who should dress and act in a certain manner. You criticize their personal habits. Haven't you heard you would certainly think all the money she makes, she could wear better clothes than those? Or look at him, at his age, he's trying to dress like a teenager. Or possibly, I don't know, what gets into him. Every time I take him somewhere, he just embarrasses me to death. All of these are mild forms of attempted domination. We very subtle. Many people, in varying degrees, indulge in this form of domination when you dictate to others who are in a consciousness of fixation and are going to bring back to yourself domination from other people. It is the way in which the law works. If you want freedom from others, you must give it to others. Difficult as it sometimes seems, you have to leave a person alone to be just exactly what he or she wants to be. This takes great courage. It also demands great insight and faith. It also requires that you rid yourself of your own Messiah complex. You are not the savior of the world. It is hard to realize it, but you are not. The clinging type of attitude becomes passe long before women's liberation became accepted. Likewise, throughout history, parents have taught their children the right kind of self-dependence. They knew that personal responsibility is a requisite for maturity. Each person is an individual and learns to maintain right relationships with others. They never lean upon them nor permit them to lean upon them. Too much concern over helping others can reflect a lack of personal self-esteem. This is only further when an individual tries to dominate others, whether it be consciously or unconsciously. Do not confuse your adult responsibility for your personal life and your relationships with any attempt to dominate others. We are not stronger because we dominate or try to influence others. Quite the contrary. This only emphasizes our inner insecurity, for we seem unable to direct our everyday energies toward our own lives and end up directing it towards others. Remember, greatness comes from personal self-government. Greatness comes through personal self-government. Everyone must remind themselves of this. It's very important. Everyone is one with the infinite Therefore, you come to the realization that you are one in the one mind and that every person has access to that one mind and has a life and presence of God, for lack of a better word. Each person has available to themselves all the infinite intelligence and power of the divine, of the spirit, 
a belief in domination can cause us to be bossy or it can cause someone to boss us. Domination is a two-way street. No one can be dominated unless there is some kind of desire or at least a tendency or willingness to be dominated. Some people are leaners and seem to feel they need someone to make decisions for them. But no one can make up your mind for you, even when you find you are doing something you are told to do. If your heart isn't in it, if it doesn't find inner emphasis within you, it will never be a complete demonstration. You have to do things because of your conscious choice, not because you are being forced to do something. So we want to guide, but not smother. Why would a child want to be dominated by his parents if it's not partly because a parent didn't teach the child self-dependence? Sincere guidance and protection can so easily develop a sense of overprotectiveness. Be careful how you think for others. One little boy said, Mommy and Daddy fight all the time, so why shouldn't Johnny and I fight too? And they're brought up in an atmosphere of bickering and arguing. How can children avoid fighting? When children are brought up in an atmosphere of poverty or lack, is it any wonder that we have created a consciousness of poverty in the world? Parents must realize the importance they have in instilling ideas that develop into confident and courageous actions in their children. Think back about your childhood. Do you recognize patterns of limitation or domination that your parents instilled in you? Get rid of them. All people must function freely. We must recognize this. The problems today among our youth necessitate a complete change in the attitudes and the methods used by adults. Adults should recognize that something in the use of basic training and what he or she has been taught has created the present condition. We adults and parents can only change these conditions. Perhaps it is a reflex action that causes the child in later life to attempt to dominate his parents. This child whose goal is to be like his or her parents is dominated by that false desire. The person whose desire is to please the mother and father is dominated by a belief that he or she is depending on them. They need their approbation, or so they think. Their life pattern must develop on its own. Many marriages are impotent because they involve domination of an overpowering spouse. Mutual respect is essential in the same way parents can help their child find themselves, be themselves. The parents must do the weaning. Parents, not the child, that's the umbilical cord. When we know the truth about ourselves, we create good experiences, which are right there. They are harmonious, joyous, and they bring things together in a constructive way. We grow away from the domination of people and by people. We get out of the realm of the personal and commence to realize that we are mind, that we are one with the infinite mind. The God in you means the God in others. All meet in the oneness of being. There's just one mind, one God, one life. We are that one life, knowing its own conscious being. That's complete within us. 
And that's the truth for you and the truth for me and the truth for everyone. And so it is. This domination is so subtle and so important. I want you to be free. We want to help and serve others, absolutely. But we don't want to dominate them. And so there is a tendency, especially when you choose to be of service and really make that your goal. I want to serve others. Hey, you over there, you need to take a shower. You need to clean up. When you start criticizing other people and start doing those things, it's not serving others. It's dominating them. I want you to really start filtering your world around you and look at the things you're dominated by, be it food, clothes, material possessions, even religion. If you're dominated by anything in particular, then you need to really question it and see how it's dominating you. There is this consciousness of freedom that we can all find and rejoice within. And that consciousness is available to you when you become aware of the things that dominate you and your life. For me, right now, social media dominates me. I got to check my phone when I get up. Got to check my messages. Somebody might message me on Instagram. Somebody might message me on Facebook. Somebody might message me on TikTok. Constant domination. So I've been working on trying to remove this domination. I'll only check it at certain times or I won't check my messages only once a week or twice a week on certain platforms. Everybody is dominated by something. And a big part of awakening is learning this level of domination. If you're looking at the government and and saying, I'm being dominated by this government, you can escape from this domination by the power you give it. You can be free of this domination. You have the power to. All freedom comes within. You don't need any laws to be passed. You don't need anything to happen in the world. You can overcome it. You can overcome any sort of domination within. When you find this freedom within, you'll start to see the world around us becoming more free. If you see laws and governments and corporations starting to dominate more often, it may be because within you're starting to dominate. So I want more freedom in the world. And I have learned from these lessons that I've taught and I've learned with you because it's all a teach learning that if I want to change the world, I have to go within. So if I see the world becoming more dominating, governments becoming more dominating, militaries becoming more dominating, it's a reflection of what's going on within me. So I'm searching out this domination, this matrix of domination within me. And it's so subtle. I'm dominated by all kinds of stuff. I'm dominated all the time. And I'm learning about what dominates me. I know that's kind of a powerful triggering word when I use domination and I did it for a reason because you must know what dominates you. How are you being dominated? How do you handle domination? Say this with me. Nothing dominates me. I am free. I am independent. No one has control over me at all. No ideas have control. I am free. Go into the consciousness of freedom and see it everywhere, not just with yourself. Because part of this is the way that you dominate others. If you express any level of domination on others, become aware of it. Sometimes it's so easy. You can persuade somebody not to be so annoying and you can change them, right? 
and then it feels better because they're not so annoying anymore but that's domination everything is domination i want you to think about this put this into your consciousness and you'll find a greater level of awareness when you come out the other side you can find all episodes of the reality revolution at therealityrevolution.com and welcome to the reality revolution <laughs>